Welcome back to Unique Nook. On this episode, I'm speaking with... My name's Abigail Carlson, and I'm Anika Anderson. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Uh, born and raised in Ottawa, Ontario. Lived here my whole life. Our family originates from Pangertang Nunavut, or Pungnuktu, on Baffin Island. Same for me. <laughs> we're actually sisters. We're birth sisters. We're connected through open adoption. I was adopted, but I was also born and raised in Ottawa. And our, my family is Abby's family, so we both originate from uh, Panirtu. That's so cool because I am also adopted. But I was oh. a 60-scoop baby, meaning I was taken away from my mother at birth and, and brought to Ontario to a non-Indigenous family here. But that being said, I've met an awful lot of Inuit from all across Nunavut and other territories as well. So it's so good to have both of you here today on Nunavut Day. Happy Nunavut Day! Happy Nunavut Day! I met both of you in Toronto, which was so awesome. And, and to hear you both sing was just unbelievable. My mom was there and she was just like, wow, that was so cool. And then uh, it was so great to meet you both after, and and, uh, we got a great picture of the two of you with my mom, so I really appreciate that. So maybe either or both of you could talk a little bit about maybe, you know, your background, and maybe we could talk about that a little bit. Sure, yeah, we'd love to get into that. One of the things that comes to my mind is just the difference between our family situation and being, you know, customary open adoption and, and, you know, what you experienced as a young person and the 60 scoop and how both of those realities probably have a really um, powerful impact on an individual. So I, I was not adopted. I um, was born and raised here in Ottawa to wonderful parents, uh, Rita Evit Carlton and Boyd Carlton, who together have had many, many children. I think that <laughs> the count is at 10 between the two of them, um, uh, between half siblings and full siblings. And my mom being from Pangnertung and having been raised there and lived a lot of her adult life there before moving south, really embraced and, and loved uh, our Inuit culture and wanted to make sure that we were all exposed to that and that being raised in the south, in Ottawa, we didn't lack any um, any part of our culture and didn't feel like displaced or anything like that. So grew up hearing her speak Inuktitu. Um, eating country food. We went to the former Ottawa Inuit Children's Centre, which is now called Inuhatigi Centre for Inuit Families and Children. I hope I got that right. <laughs> so really, we were exposed to our culture through and through. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't adopted, but I'll let Anika speak to, to her story. Mm-hmm. So I was adopted at birth through Inuit uh, Open or Custom Adoption. So I was raised by Karen and Brian Anderson. They're my parents, but I also have my biological parents, who are Abby's parents. It can be a bit confusing, but um, that's how we're linked. And I'm I'm so excited to share throat singing today because for me, throat singing has been a way that I've been able to connect in a very special way with Abby and with our other birth sister, Charlotte. It's always brought us together, even when I was away studying in Montreal and was really missing my my family, my Enoch family here in Ottawa, and I was feeling maybe a bit isolated. Mm-hmm. I could come back and throat sing um, and, and find that connection again and, and find that family again. Um, throat singing is a really special thing for me, you know, not only because we're 
carrying and, and passing down um, a beautiful tradition that is still seeing a beautiful art form that's traditional to Inuit women, but also because it means I get to be with my sister mm-hmm. and share that special practice together. That's so awesome. And just so you know, I, I met Charlotte many, many years ago. I won't say how long ago. <laughs> that, that is so awesome to hear that you have such a close-knit family. I just find it so amazing that so many families are so tight-knit. And of course, our Inuit culture, that's very important to all of us. And I was also adopted too. And, and even though it wasn't to a, an Inuit family, it was still a caring family. And to me, that's the most important thing. Again, I, I know the Ottawa Inuit Centre very well, and now it's uh, Inukatiki. I haven't been back there since, but I plan to go back one day, uh, get back to Ottawa and, and see all the different programs that have matured over the years because I started visiting Ottawa in about 2009, I think it was. That's the first time I yeah. went to Ottawa. We'll grab a coffee. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll let you know when I head up there because uh, we'll have board meetings soon, I'm sure, because everyone's been trying to get back in-person meetings, so I, I think that will happen very soon. I love what you said about being raised in a non-Indigenous, non-Eno white family, but that as long as that family is caring and loving, that's the most important thing because that's what I experienced too. And I kind of got to have the best of both worlds because I had two loving Mm -hmm. and caring families, two loving and caring uh, sets of parents. So um, I'm I'm so glad we share this and and that um, I know this about you now. It's great to share, and, and you know that's the main reason why I thought I would start Unique Nook, was to get everybody's story that I could and get it out there to share because so many people, you know, have gone through so many different things in their life, and again, everyone is unique. And of course, I want to hear from Inuk, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Amazing, I love that. Yeah. Do you have any events coming up? Are you coming back to Toronto anytime? <laughs> Great question. Um, on my horizon, I don't, I don't know of a whole lot. We, we love to take the events and community events as they come. I think we're so privileged in that people think of us quite often throughout the year, not just tied to summer, but you know, whenever there's an event or a conference happening, and they think of us and and you know reach out and we're able to throat sing. And even um, for some conferences, we we take you know, an hour or two and talk about the experience, our experiences of being urban Inuit. Um, We talk about uh, our family history a little bit and the beauty of open adoption and how unique that is within Inuit culture and how beautiful it is. And, you know, what Anika has been speaking to about having two families and having families come together instead of division. And we often get those kinds of experiences to talk about about that. I don't know of any coming on the you know immediate horizon, but uh, we hear that there's a, a festival in Toronto in this fall that we would love to join. I think you were mentioning that there's uh, something happening in the fall <laughs> out your way. Yes, but, we, we happen to have the largest Indigenous film festival in the world here in Toronto. And I was approached to find some Inuit throat singers that might be able to do an opening. So I said I would uh, keep it in mind. And then I met you too. So no pressure or anything, but this just could be an audio sample for them to listen to so they can find out if they would like to invite you to do the opening. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I think, you know, what you were speaking to about people wanting to have in-person gatherings again, that's been our experience too, because for the last two years, we've been doing lots of virtual engagements, which have been really fun and really unique in that, 
you know, the audience can engage with us in a different way on another level through chats and mm-hmm. like live chat feeds as we're throat singer, as we're um, speaking. And we'd love to have the opportunity to be even closer in that sense to uh, participants and the audience. But I think in person, um, which was our last experience with you in Toronto, was also so much fun. And it reminded us of the thrill of being on stage and just seeing, you know, actual people and not uh, screens. And, you know, that was really, really cool. And so we're excited for any and all um, opportunities to be back in person. We love the online, but I think the in-person is, we've missed that a little bit. I've missed it. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Yeah, me too. I kind of think I'm zoomed out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm zoomed out as an audience member. yeah so i do have a rather large online presence in facebook the inuit of toronto urban katimavik or what i call etook and mm-hmm. you know it might be interesting if we could you know maybe offer some programming online i know it's not in person but you know if maybe something like how to learn to throat sing because there's a lot of urban inuit that haven't had that experience or you know maybe they watch youtube or whatever but it's different if they could be in a a program i guess is the way to describe it where you could talk to them live as opposed to them just watching a video i don't know if you'd be Mm. interested in something like that we could maybe try to set that up that would be so cool be awesome yeah Yeah, maybe on weekends uh, or whenever you're available we could look at what we can do so just keep it in your cap (laughs) we will we appreciate that. Awesome. So being Nunavut Day, I'm wondering if there happens to be any throat singing that you might be able to share with us today. Oh, we'd love to. Um, we'd love to share a couple songs if you have time. Um, like I said, throat singing is very special um, mm. to both of us, and we'd love to share it any chance we can. And and something I love about throat singing is that depending on who's throat singing, depending on who the two people are or the person is, it can sound so different, mm-hmm. even if they're singing the same song. Just excited for you to hear what our throat singing sounds like again. You were yes. at the performance in Toronto, and I have a couple songs in mind. Throat singing um, is a centuries old or more Inuit women would participate in and throat singing is a game it's fun it's a friendly competition it involves a leader and a follower the leader will make a sound often that imitates sounds in the natural environment the follower has to copy the exact same sound half a second or a beat after um, and it creates this beautiful round of music round of sounds really like a soundscape often when people hear throat singing either virtually or live they are amazed at the fact that it's just two people making the sounds because it sounds like there's enough voice for 10 people Mm -hmm. to be up there in the microphone or or wherever throat singing but it's just the two of us like I said throat singing is traditionally done by Inuit women and they would throat sing to pass time or just to engage in some fun activity while they were at the home site at the campsite tending to the children tending to the daily responsibilities and chores such as sewing, making clothing, keeping the the kamuk, the sod house or whatever dwelling they were living in, keeping it organized, watching and tending to the children, all of those things, very busy lives. Throat singing was a way to engage with your fellow Inuk in, in a fun way, in a fun competition. And that was often taking place while the men were on the land hunting and providing for their families. 
So, so that's a bit of the history of throat singing. It's evolved quite a bit today in that not just Inuit women who throat sing, but men are incredible throat singers and have just the, the diaphragm and the capacity to make really deep and really, really uh, project their, their sounds. So it, it's definitely changing. And now Inuit, uh, young Inuit throat singers are also combining electric music, different beats and sounds to really make a dynamic music presentation. And we, our sister, humble brag, our sister <laughs> Charlotte Carlson, as you had said, Rob, uh, Charlotte's name earlier, she has been part of the internationally known Sila and Rise, and she also throat sings under her own name, uh, Hutu. And she is one of those uh, Inuit throat singers at the forefront of, you know, this modern wave of throat singing. And the throat singing that we do is, is for the traditional songs that have been passed down for millennia or however many years pretty covers it yeah that was really good um we can do a song and then if we think of any other tidbits of info we want to add we can we can do that go ahead Awesome. Anika said it well. Depending on the throat singers, it can sound completely different. You have the same basics of the song, like the breathing and the guttural sounds and and the the melodic parts. But depending on the throat singer, it does sound different each time. Mm-hmm. Um, so throat singing, like Abby was just saying, is really a mixture of voice, throat, and breath. So Inuit in creating these songs would you know, combine these different sounds in different ways to imitate different parts of the natural environment. I think the next one we're going to do is one of those natural environment sounds, the kituria, which is the mosquito. So this one's imitating the, the sound of the mosquito. So listen close, maybe close your eyes and, and don't panic. There's not a real <laughs> mosquito around you, but, you know, try and imagine um, what sound we're trying to create. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm. I like that. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm out of breath just thinking about it. So go ahead. <laughs> All right, ready. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
running away from mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time of year, there's lots of mosquitoes. Yes, that was awesome. And I can feel my heart. I don't know why. The adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have had my fly swatter with me so I can hit them. <laughs> I love it. And it's it's something that people might not know is that certain places in our Inuit Nunangat, our Inuit homeland, over the tundra in the summer months, mosquitoes swarm. And if you're not properly clothed or protected, that could be very risky business because there's thousands of them. Like some, I've heard some people explain like the sensation or being in that kind of swarm. It's like the sky's darkened a little bit. <laughs> there's so many mosquitoes. Yeah. So you might think the Arctic is free of mosquitoes. It's not. <laughs> Remind me not. I, I should recommend uh, off to do a commercial up there. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. they, they always say it's deep woods off. It's like, no, no, no. go up north. Yeah. Tundra off. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Deep for the deep Arctic. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that was amazing. Great to hear. And I appreciate you being able to sing some songs today. Is there anything else you'd like to add or say or? I, I guess I want to just say, you know, happy Inuit Day again. We are such a beautiful, strong, resilient people mm-hmm. um, with great sense of humor, yeah. such a such a closeness and respect for one another. And so today is our day. We should be so proud. We honor Nunavut. Mm-hmm. We honor our ancestors every day. It's a special day, so enjoy it. And thank you for listening. Kuyen namik. My name is Anika, and I'm unique. My name is Abigail, and I'm unique. And, and we're, we're Inuit. Inuit.